Now, from the Paxa Studios in downtown Honolulu, Josh Pacheco and Hunter Hughes. Here it comes. In there! And that does it! History in the desert! The Texas Rangers, for the first time ever, are World Series champs! And the celebration begins third base side of the mound. The dog pile as they jump up and down out of the dugout, out from the bullpen in right field. The Rangers celebrate. The Texas Rangers are World Series champs. Off the bench on ESPN Honolulu. That's the voice of Boog Shambi. The uh, first, I think that's his second ever World Series call, but first is the full-time voice of the World Series on ESPN Radio. Uh, Boog was awesome. The Texas Rangers, Hunter Hughes, were awesome. Were well. awesome. 11 and 0 in road games in the major league in, in Major League Baseball's postseason. That's unheard of. 11 and 0 in one postseason. So much for home field advantage. Well, that and, I mean, this is a postseason that, um, especially in the championship series, we were spending a lot of time on on road teams. I think of that ALCS. And every single game was one on the road, whether it was the Astros or the Rangers. Um, it's pretty remarkable to see a team in a, in, in a much different environment be able to do what they did. And in this instance, you get no hit for six-plus innings, and you're able to rally – you get a run on the board in the seventh. You get an unfortunate play by the center fielder for Arizona in the ninth inning that nets a couple of runs, and it falls apart at that point. But uh, but what a run for for Texas, their first World Series. Absolutely. I, I think during the championship series, you you saw both the Rangers and the Ast- I mean the uh, uh, the Diamondbacks, excuse me, show some grit and some fight. And we weren't really quite sure who the favorite was going to be heading into the World Series. It quickly established themselves as the the Texas Rangers as as the team, the the one with the the loudest bats. Um, w- w- without saying anything else, I mean they they were fantastic at the plate and really just overpowered a Diamondbacks team who just couldn't quite get it done. And when you look at some of the emerging stars on there i mean seager is one of the the better shortstops in baseball now i and think he was named world series mvp yeah i think with, with him and then with uh with scherzer on the mound with with uh a handful of others i there's no word yet if this is going to be bochi's last year or anything like that although it is a pretty historic win for him the rangers might be around for a little while man let me give you a couple numbers so seager um joining reggie jackson to win World Series MVP with multiple teams. I think you go back to his time with the Dodgers. Uh, three home runs, six runs batted in, six runs scored uh, for Seager in this World Series. And you wow. mentioned Bochi, who has taken three teams now to a World Series. He is the sixth manager in sport in the sports history to win at least four World Series. Wow. Um, and we were, we were talking about um, when we were watching the last couple of innings, I haven't seen Bruce Bochy happier. You would you would be the one to know that. Yeah, I, I, I guess. I mean, you know, you're you're out of retirement. You come back your first year out of retirement, and you don't you you're, you don't think that this is something you're going to be doing. 
managing in the World Series. You think, okay, you're you're going to be managing a pretty good team. Your expectations aren't fall classic expectations, but you know you figure to be competitive. The AL West was really competitive between Houston and Seattle, yep. and and the Angels up to the point of uh, um, you know Shohei getting hurt uh, and all that. But you know to to go beyond that and um, and and just outmanage Tori Lovello, outmanage the great Dusty Baker yep. in in the ALCS. That was one of his finest finest jobs. Uh, Which I, I think I speak for probably even the majority of America when I say when they beat the Astros, there was a sigh of relief from the baseball world <laughs> that said, That's thank God, anybody but Houston. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it seemed like it was the world against Houston. Yeah. But unfortunately, uh, I think uh, I think the networks would have wanted Houston just because uh, – this World Series was kind of at an all-time low rating. Uh, the four games hit some pretty low lows, unfortunately, uh, which I think will lead to some bigger conversations down the line about what to do uh, moving forward. All right, uh, coming up less than an hour away from the uh, Rainbow Wahine basketball exhibition tonight, Hawaii Hilo and Hawaii that's at Simplify Arena at Stan Sheriff Center. Tip-off is just after 7 o'clock, so if you can make it down, um, get a chance to enjoy it. I'm going to um, – we'll do uh, final words here. I'll, mine is quick, so I'll go first. Love it. Um, I love parity in sports. I love that you don't have the same team or same person winning all the time. So uh, Chris Vanini put this up a little while ago uh, from The Athletic, and I'll, I'll give you what I love here about parity. NFL, we've had five different Super Bowl winners in the last six years. Major League Baseball, we've had nine World Series champs in the last 10 years. Mm. Five straight different champs in the NBA in the last five years. Hockey, six different champs in the last seven. Of course, Vegas just recently. College football, I know Georgia's dominated recently, but four national champions in the last five. And that, that was a huge mountain for them to climb. That's right. Uh, men's college basketball, seven champs in the last eight years, and we've had five straight different champions in, in co- women's college basketball. So, wow. uh, I, yeah, I am, I'm a fan of seeing some shakeups. I'm a fan of seeing new teams at the top of the mountain. And in professional sports, we've kind of hit that mark. Um, I couldn't believe the NBA has had five different champs in the last five years. That stunned wow. me. Um, but I'm happy to see it. That sport needed it. And uh, I, I think – Team sports is in a good place when you've got different people winning all the time. So that's mine. Uh, yours, partner. Uh, I had a plan, but I think I'm going to go away from it, actually. Oh, okay. I was going to rant on the fact that the Diamondbacks put up a graphic on their scoreboard <laughs> that said no hitter through six and then go on to lose that game. <laughs> we have a running joke on this show. Josh doesn't believe there's anything. I don't. That, that there's such a thing as cursing a no-hitter. I am a former baseball player and a believer in all of the unwritten rules. Uh, that's one of them. You do not say anything. But uh, maybe we'll, we'll get into that another time. I think Bob Knight deserves some final words. Okay. Uh, Bob Knight, obviously the legendary coach from Indiana, uh, passed away today at the age of 83. Um, m- probably known... More than just a basketball coach, but for his outbursts, mm-hmm. 
Is there a more iconic outburst than the Bob Knight throwing the chair onto the court? Uh, probably not, but it's close. I mean, you think of baseball managers throwing bases across the field and yeah. kicking dirt, but I, I, that is probably one. Yeah. I th- to, to me, I think that is all-time manager slash coach blow up psycho Billy freak out. And that is deserving of my final words today. Yeah. Um, He's he, throwing the chair somewhere today. Yeah. Um, you know, it's hard because he has certainly had, you know, he's had his three national championships, yep. uh, started as a head coach at army at the age of 24. Uh, but he also had yep. a lot of his controversies, the, the choking yep. incident, um, you know, some of his stuff off, uh, off the court. Um, you kind of put that all in perspective, yep. but at the same time, um, you know, he was certainly an icon in college basketball, uh, as a coach. So yeah, he passed away, uh, around his family at the age of 83. 